just walking around in some kind of fog. I think we're all on a trance. People are talking in symbols. Everyone's sort of floating through this fog of symbols and unconscious feelings. back to the lucid dreaming podcast this is episode six and i have a bunch of follow-up and news and updates there's a lot going on so let's get to it um the first thing i wanted to to bring up is in regards to the last episode where i was discussing meditation and dream yoga and the tibetan buddhism practice of, of lucid dreaming and i can't believe i i didn't even mention uh, Charlie Morley. Charlie Morley is a lucid dreaming teacher. In fact, the only person I know that teaches lucid dreaming in that official manner or as a, um, I don't know if he does anything else, but it looks like that's his, that's his career and that's what he does. So um, I, I know there's people teaching online and there are online courses and sort of people write guides and so on. The uh, the guides on the Dream Views forums are, are pretty much acting as guides and teachers, but I think Charlie Morley is, is again, the only one I know of that teaches this on a regular basis and is a sort of official teacher, I suppose. So I highly recommend checking out Charlie Morley. He has a book on Amazon. Um, he has a whole tour of workshops and, and lectures um, and it's it's fascinating. He teaches, as far as I understand, as far as I know, a combination of sort of Western techniques and the Tibetan Buddhism dream yoga techniques. So it's very, very fascinating. I've just ordered his book, and I can't wait to, to read it. I am working right now on Robert Wagner's book, and uh, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a very strange one, but it's, it's really good so far. So we'll see how it goes. But check out Charlie Morley. I'll link to his uh, website, and he has a great TED video about lucid dreaming and nightmares. So I'll post that as well. It's cool stuff. Also, in the last episode, I was talking about the wild technique, or at least my version of it. And I mentioned this in a previous episode as well, that there are so many, so many techniques now and sub-techniques and people are giving a name to each one it's almost overwhelming uh, which is why I you know talked about just one technique at least the last episode but I saw a great post on reddit by the modern ninja as he's called and which really sort of put an order in a lot of these things and explaining what each one is and again there's just there's People are coming up with new ones every day. It's uh, there's wild and dialed and filed and it's just it goes on and all these acronyms. I don't know if they're helpful or just confusing at this point. But again, I think he made a very good distinction. In addition to elaborating on each one, is that most of them really fall under under you know two categories, which are the wild and dialed, I suppose, um, 
wake-induced lucid dreaming and dream-induced lucid dreaming. Some are, are ones that you activate from an awakened state and some that are, you're activating from a dream state while you're in the dream. So really all of the variations usually fall within those two and then there are you know, device-induced lucid dreamings and, and things like that. But for the most part, it's, it's all about two, these two categories and everything falls under that. Again, I, I, I think trying all of these are not useful, not, at least not at the same time. Maybe dedicating a, a good amount of time, at least a few weeks to each technique to see what works for you and just to give them a try and, and get the, the feel for them, but not just to jump from one to the other. So I just wanted to mention that and I'll, I'll link to his, his guide, his, uh, the article that he put together which is a great clarification on a lot of these. So check that out in the show notes. So on to some news. A few things have been, been going on. And the first of them is that, again, a couple of emails showed up on in my inbox. One of them is from the Lucidity Institute. So if you haven't heard yet, um, Stephen LaBerge is behind the Lucidity Institute and they, they sent a newsletter update saying that they're uh, working and getting closer to releasing the Nova Dreamer 2, which is the, the second iteration that they've been working on for, I suppose, uh, five years, which I can understand that. Um, the, the nickname they gave it is uh, N2D2, which I thought was funny. And it's apparently coming out in a few months people who attend his retreat in Hawaii will be able to sort of beta test the first devices, but they did release a, a little survey questionnaire asking questions about people uses and, and things like that. And I think it would be a good idea. I'll, I'll, I'll link to that as well to go on and fill and, and give them more information and more data that they can go by. I don't know if and when this actually will come out and I'm, I'm curious to see what will come out. But it should be interesting, and it's kind of nice to actually get get some updates. Um, they're not very active in the lucid dreaming uh, arena these days, other than these yearly retreats that that he does. So this is gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We'll 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 see when it finally comes out. Um, another uh, company or someone they're they're very uh, they're very shy, I would say entity that I've, I've encountered before called Nidra Dreaming have teased with their own lucid dreaming device that they at least told me in an email is 100% uh, effective, which is a big, 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 big claim. So I'm, I'm a little doubtful, but you know, who knows? Maybe somebody figured it out. I, I don't think so, especially that it's so secretive and there's no I didn't really get much info on how their device works or anything like that, but they also sent an update suddenly after months of being quiet. So hopefully that means that they're getting closer as well, but they're, they're doing more testing or more, uh, uh, more refinements, and we'll see. Maybe something will come out of that as well. I'm, I'm always hopeful and I'm always you know, encouraged and, 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 and want to encourage anyone who's working on things like that. I just, you know, I've 
myself backed literally every lucid dreaming campaign or every you know anyone who's working on things to try to promote lucid dreaming i'm gonna you know put my support behind and if i can afford it then i'm gonna put my money behind i think the only device that i've backed and i didn't cancel my my pledge but i at least i reduced it to uh just a minimal level just to contribute without getting an, a reward was the neuron sleep mask and the only reason i did that well a couple of reasons one all these devices it, it started getting expensive um my my budget is not that big to to support all these uh multitude of uh, kickstarter campaigns it gets uh, a little pricey at some point but the other reason was that that device in particular seemed to be more about um, their sleep cycle thing where they're, I forgot the name of it, it escapes me right now, but the whole idea was uh, a, a polyphasic sleep, I believe, where you know people try to sleep sporadically throughout the, not sporadically, but every once in a while throughout the day, something like 20 minutes every three hours or four hours, and this device is supposed to help you do that somehow and I wasn't even quite sure how but the REM detection and lucid dreaming aspect of it seemed like an afterthought in a sort of addendum I don't know if they they saw that it was popular or, or maybe they were planning for it but these are two different things and so one the device itself was expensive the main purpose of the device was not about lucid dreaming and all of these kind of combined, I, I felt that maybe this this one I can skip, but I I still backed it by by some amount to at least support them, and uh, you know hopefully they're gonna come out with it and hopefully it will do well. In terms of sleep masks, again, I find them. I thought that they would be comfortable, and the Remy was comfortable enough, but not not a, on a consistent basis for me. Um, so. I'd rather do something in the line of the headbands uh, that are more comfortable for me because they're not covering my eyes. In fact, I'm I'm so not used to something like that that I can't even wear sunglasses without it bugging me because it you know sits on the nose and not it's not something I wear on a regular basis. So again, a sleep mask is not perhaps not for me, but I at least wanted to support them as well. The Dreamnet, I believe, is about. 19 or 18 hours away from finishing its campaign and it doesn't look like it's gonna get funded I've backed that as well I think some of the problems with that was that at least to me it wasn't clear until much much later that the at least the way they set up the campaign and the device and their intentions was not to create a device that will help induce lucid dreaming although it could have that functionality with the software but it was more about um, you know recording and in some way maybe cataloging lucid dreams once they occur so I'm not fully sure about the the, the purpose completely the purpose behind it but I, I still wanted to support so I'm sure they'll end up doing something with it even after the, the campaign ends uh, if it doesn't if it doesn't fund so I, I do wish them the, the best of luck. We'll, we'll see what comes out of that. So that's regarding devices. And there has been two apps that uh, came out. They're, neither of them is new, I believe. 
but they're both updates and uh, this is kind of cool because I've actually started using a an app I'm, I'm testing new apps and I'm, I've, I've switched from writing my dreams with a pen and paper in a dream journal to recording them basically it's a voice transcript so I'm, I'm reading it to the to my iPhone and it's writing it down it's not actually saving the audio file which is it's too bad I wish it could do both at the same time perhaps there's perhaps there's a an application that does that but for the most part it's just you know writing down my speech and uh, there are two apps that came out the first one is lucid dream ultimate which I've been using for about a week now it is very in some ways it is pretty basic but it's kind of nice it's it's updated it's has a clean interface it's simplistic but very nice and uh, it does a job it, it can remind you of uh, to do reality checks um, again with some basic settings but very convenient the other one that came out is an updated version of lucid dreamer which was also actually on Kickstarter it didn't fund but the guy who made it actually uh, went ahead and, and decided to update the app and pretty much give everybody who either backed it or the folks over at at Reddit at our lucid dreaming and and gave a lot of people you know free update to the full features of the app and it looks really good I haven't I've started testing it as well and seeing all the features and functionality of it it's a little more robust and it looks really really good so I'll update once I had a chance to play around with it a little more so these are all the updates for today and I thought I'll move uh, directly into the subject I wanted to talk about and it's a strange one but I wanted to talk about levels of lucidity and this is an area that's I think it's a little bit undefined because there's no there isn't a way to exactly measure levels of lucidity perhaps there will be with with an EEG but I'm not sure what would be the indication of levels of lucidity but I'll explain what I mean and um, and I want to talk about how that connects to dream activities and that's the sort of second subject I wanted to go over today so take for example when you're flying in a dream here's what's happening when I start flying when I gain lucidity and again I've mentioned this the first thing I kinda do almost I have to resist the urge but I when I don't I as soon as I come become lucid I start flying now if the level if my level of lucidity if my awareness of the dream state is sort of faint and low then there are aspects of the dream that are behaving differently so for example I can't quite get myself to fly properly I'm sort of starting to try to fly but I'm hovering and I'm sort of floating a little bit low or I'm it's kind of hard to take off which is silly because you'd think that if you are aware that you're dreaming and you know that you are dreaming what's the problem why can't you just like fly and take off and do anything but that's where levels of lucidity come in and this is the little trick and that's it's a weird phenomenon but you are not quite fully aware so I mean you're either aware or you're not and you are aware if you're lucid you are aware that you're dreaming but there is a component there is something there that's not 
fully engaged and not fully comprehensive of the state and the reality of the dream. And so you still feel fear sometimes. So again, why should you be afraid if you know it's a dream? But again, your level of lucidity is not high enough and you still are experiencing the dream to some degree as a dream state in terms of internal comprehension of it or emotions. So if when I become lucid in a nightmare, for example, whatever's chasing me or whatever I'm fighting or whatever is scaring me is still kind of scaring me. It's still, and again, lucid dreaming, of course, can be a very immersive, very real feeling experience. So even though you know it's a dream, it might still scare you, just like even though you know you're watching a movie, the movie still might be scary. But in a dream, there's sort of the internal capability to go beyond that. And that's what happens in lucid dreaming that are dreams that are really where your lucidity is in high level, as I call it. And when it's in high level, again, going back to the example of flying, I am able to not only take off fast, but I can speed like Superman in, in a movie, like just shoot out in a high speed and maneuver very quickly and things like that. Same goes for um, not being able to feel pain if I hit something or not being afraid to fall if I'm flying or, or something like that. So that's what I mean in levels of lucidity. What's the level of lucidity? Now there's, there's ways to kind of increase it. And if you're at a low level, you actually might lose your lucid awareness. So sometimes, I don't know if that's, this has happened to you, but you might be lucid and then you're engaged in the dream again, lucidly, of course, aware with having awareness. And you're looking around, you're maybe talking to people, maybe you're doing something, but you suddenly fall back into the trance. You sort of, again, engaged in the dream content and forget to keep that awareness aware and to keep it awake. And you lapse back into an unconscious dream as opposed to a conscious dream. It's a tricky, annoying thing when, when you lose lucidity. It doesn't always happen often, at least not to me, but it it does happen. And it's kind of a bummer because you're like, oh, I finally got lucid and I lost it. So it requires sort of trying to keep engaged in the dream at the same time that you're trying to keep your awareness. Or that's what some people refer to as mindfulness, trying to, to to still be aware of your conscious mind while you're engaged in the content of the dream. So when you are becoming lucid, one of the things to do is to try to focus it. And this is where, again, people look at their hands or look at an object. Not quite sure about the spinning thing to try to either stabilize the dream or stabilize your lucidity in a sense. But... I think it's a more of a, not a physical activity in the dream, but more of a mental activity. It's more of a mental focusing. And again, it's hard to describe, but it takes practice. But as you practice it, your ability to increase your level of lucidity increases or your natural ability to have a higher level of lucidity increases and sort of, again, comes more naturally. 
And this is where it connects to, to dream activities. I think one of the fun things, of course, is to practice and experiment and try to do different things. And there was a, a quick conversation about this on, on Twitter today, and it was kind of fun, and it made me think of this. Somebody asked, what, um, what, what are your favorite activities other, of course, than flying and, and sex and lucid dreams? And I started thinking about all the things that I either have done or wanted to do in a lucid dream. And I love uh, one of the things I like about the DreamViews forum, of course, other than being a, a great resource for, for lucid dreaming, is they, um, they, they have, or at least they, they used to have, they probably still have, I haven't been on in a while, but uh, it's a very active forum and they had the task of the month and task of the year or challenge of the month and challenge of the year and every month they had a different challenge of trying to do something and it always getting weirder and weirder different strange activities um, anywhere from you know, things like you know breathing on the water to visiting an alien planet or there was a really uh, great one a while back uh, a very funny one of in the dream state, trying to remember a waking memory and write it down in your waking memory journal in the dream. Basically reversing the roles instead of writing a dream journal in waking life, writing a waking journal in your dream life. And these some of these sound silly, but they're not very easy. But I think what they do is they, they, they exercise your sort of mental muscle of conscious awareness, especially because some of them, first of all, all of them, if you're planning ahead of time to try to do something, which I think helps a lot because otherwise you'll forget and or you just go back to flying or whatever the dream around you is. But if if you're trying to remember to do something, you need to connect to your waking awareness to, to even remember to do it. Because often enough you you get into the dream, you become lucid and forget it. Forget waking life, forget everything else. You're again in your or in your big playground and you just go for it and start flying or do whatever you want so it takes effort to actually remember what you wanted to do in the dream so that's that's the first thing the other thing if you're trying to remember an actual memory from wake, waking life you'd be surprised how difficult it is give it a try and i think that's exercising the again the same muscle that it is um, thinking consciously and having conscious awareness while in the dream state and a dream awareness and that activity always I find increases your sort of level of lucidity and other than that I think exploring and trying different dream activities is just working the muscles of being able to control the dream I don't think necessarily, by the way, that controlling the dream is always the goal. Sometimes just being aware of the dream and letting it happen is one thing. But for me, for example, most of my dreams, lucid or regular dreams, happen in from a sort of hovering third-person perspective. So I'm, I'm most of the time I'm not in my head or in my body in the dream looking through my eyes. I'm actually like a sort of hovering com camera and looking at my my body running around. Now, of course, 
for some reason we assume that we should even have a body in a dream but that doesn't make sense either we're, we're in a dreamscape why do we have a body we're born the body is not real just like anything else in the dream is not real but our default it's it's this is where the parallels to the matrix are are, are awesome because as soon as they connect to this virtual reality where their body does not really exist they still project a body into that realm and that's what we do in lucid dreaming but when I suddenly notice that my perspective what I see where I see the dream from is not actually through my dream body's eyes but hovering above somewhere then I've realized that that's where my awareness really is sort of so to speak and not not really attached to the body and then activities started to change drastically because now you realize that you're not even attached to doing activities in your body or 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 with regular sort of vision so one 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 of the things for example is to try to break away from the convention of waking life as a model to what you can do in the dream because you think of you when you try to think of what what else can i do that would be a crazy awesome experience and some people want to meet people they've never met or celebrities or people that have died that they knew or even flying to another planet or doing things like that but when you really want to practice your your lucid muscle go to things that are even beyond that like things that you could not even do in real life example i gave today on twitter was 360 vision which is to be able to see in three 360 degrees around your head all at the same time now this is one of those things that are hard to imagine because all you're used to is seeing you know it's less than 180 degrees probably but somewhere in around there somewhere in between less than 180 degrees but you technically could try to see in the dream at 360 degrees and it's a strange experience but it sort of breaks from what your physical body is capable but your awareness is capable of doing that and that's an interesting practice to do in a in a dream and i believe the more you break from what you could only theoretically do in regular waking life then you're actually activating more and more of that lucid ability and i encourage you to just give it a try do do things that you you know make your body disappear change your body into something else um robert wagner in his book in one of his interviews gave the example that in uh, i think his first lucid dream or one of his first lucid dreams uh he was looking at his hand and then suddenly became a tiny dot a speck of awareness and flew right into his hand and flying through the the crevices of his skin or you know between the atoms or something like that so something that's you know vastly different uh, exploring the nano scale or exploring the macro scale flying into space flying into the Sun you know exploring atoms and molecules things that are sort of really out of the ordinary in that sense and not just activities that you could or would do if you could in waking life so explore that see what see how far you can take it see how much you can break from the norm and 
do something that is really out of the box, so to speak. And let me know what, what you've done and what you've uh, succeeded in doing. And try to notice what your level of lucidity is. Is it sort of faint and you're... And I don't mean just, you know, how vivid or focused the dream is, but how much your awareness is full, your conscious awareness is full when you become lucid. It's uh, Once you start paying attention to that, it's something that reinforces itself and it becomes more clear. And you see that if it's very faint, you might sort of lose lucidity and fall back into the dream trance. Or if it's much higher, your control level is higher, you can manifest things quicker or better, you can create or see fuller scapes or dreamscapes or landscapes within the dream and so on. So play around, see what what you can come up with and uh, and let me know. I would love to, to hear about your adventures in the dream world. So I hope this uh, was enjoyable for you as it was for me. I uh, I'm getting fond of doing these podcasts, and I, I hope to continue on uh, somewhat on a regular basis. I'm sorry that I don't always post an episode on the same day of the week, but my schedule is kind of hectic sometimes, so my apologies in advance. But uh, I will do it on a regular basis for as long as I could, because this is this has been uh, this has been fun so far. So again, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can always uh, find me on lucidsage.com or on twitter at the lucid sage thank you again sweet and lucid dreams <laughs>